It's time to get brand new. It's episode two of Four Hour Edification. Welcome to Four Hour Edification, your identity and value power pack. I'm Eddie Francis, and uh, Halima is hanging out as well. Have you been to EddieFrancis.com? Well, please go right now. Well, no, go after the podcast. You can check out the identity and value blog. Uh, there's a new personal branding resource center that I built for you. And you can also sign up for the identity and value e-newsletter. That's good. That's something you can do to pump up your personal brand. Now, as we have entered the new year, Halima, happy new year to you, by the way. Happy new year. Many people are focused on being a brand new them. So we've seen the hashtag new year, new me. No problem. No problem. Um, For some people, this is a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. However, as you and I have talked about, (laughs) there are haters in the mist. Maybe they have a point about the New Year, New Me thing, but maybe they don't. So we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it right now on For Our Edification. The views and opinions expressed on For Our Edification do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the hosts, guests, or any entities with which we are affiliated. So this this uh, conversation that Halim and I have been having over the past few days of the new year, 2019, the year of our Lord, um, it started with, honestly, just our observing how some people have responded to the New Year, New Me hashtag. But then a frat brother of mine from North Carolina, a brother by the name of Daryl Daniels, um, he tweeted one day, and he is at Daryl Daniels Jr. I hate when people say saying New Year, New Me is lame. It's a time to set benchmark goals and resolutions. Maybe you don't need that fresh start, but I know plenty of people who do. Mm-hmm. Let's make 2019 great. Hashtag let's work. Hashtag money. Hashtag family. <laughs> hashtag fitness. Hashtag health. Hashtag growth. Hashtag mental health. Mm-hmm. Hashtag love. Hashtag joy. Oh, I see you, Fred. That's love. That's love. That's <laughs> hey, love. Everybody don't go at him on social media start in trouble so i mean and i think and, and i think Race that's uh, but that's what he's but that's what motivated him he he saw the new year new new me hashtag but then he saw people saying and and i wish i could i, I wish i could i wish i thought to look up some of the the posts but maybe not but um you're the people who would respond with things like all these people saying new year new me you ain't do nothing in 2018 yeah. you know uh or or if you couldn't get yourself together in 2018 what makes you think it's going to happen in 2019 this is my favorite one from the fitness community the fitness community has been kind of nasty yeah the fitness community the gym is going to be crowded with all these people trying to be new and, and so I, i'm 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 with Daryl on this because the thing is, for me, to be so critical is not taking other people's stuff Mm -hmm. into consideration. Everybody has stuff. Mm -hmm. And some people, 2018 really was a bad year for a lot of people. Right. But then, okay, so they're they're ready to kick off a a fresh new thing for 2019. What's wrong with that? Right. And I, I totally agree, you know, and it's people look to new years, people look to birthdays, people 
there are points in time where people look to things as kind of a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's, it can be easier for you to adopt better habits or to improve yourself. Because, I mean, that's the goal for all of us is to, yeah. is to continually get better. So to say to people, you made that same resolution last year. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I don't need you to remind me of, you know, my resolutions that I wasn't able to exactly accomplish <laughs> last year, you know. Or in 2017. Or, in two, or for the past 10 years. Yeah, right, know. right. And I do remember that one I was able to do in 2003. But, that okay, I, I got one. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's. It's really, it was really interesting to me, and maybe because this year, um, myself, I've been a little bit more or a lot more active on spaces like Instagram. Mm. You know, I saw a lot of memes, and and some were joking, but you know, behind every joke, there's a an element of truth and yes. honesty. Yes. Um, that would say, you know, you still gonna you know do the same ratchet stuff you did mm-hmm. last year and the year before. You ain't gonna change. And you know, I, I I'm I'm one of those optimistic sunshine and butterfly people for the most part. <laughs> so I believe in people's ability to change, you know. And I, I do think though that it's it could be indicative of um, just kind of a, a pervading cynicism that we're seeing as well. Uh, do you, I mean do you do you think it has to do with the current climate, or do you think we could have seen this any other time? I think we could have seen it any other time. However, I think the current climate has made it a little bit more, has made it worse. Um, because, you know, we we left 2018. Um, a lot of people were, have been, and rightfully so, just in a bad mood and angry yeah. about things yeah. that we're seeing in society. And, you know, that, that plays into... Um, how we see other areas of our lives. You know, I've, I've always believed that the things that we say and the things that we hear and the things that we consume, that becomes a part, those things become a part of our character and they mm-hmm. become a part of our identity. Mm-hmm. So that, in essence, affects how we relate to other people. Mm-hmm. So while you may be um, just kind of uh, in, a, in a bad disposition or, or angry about things that are happening politically, the words that you say in that space mm-hmm. can filter over into your psyche and affect how you affect how you interact with other people, like mm-hmm. even people you care about and people that you love. So if your overall disposition is mad, like you mad every day, <laughs> then... Then when somebody comes up on your feed or on your timeline talking about I'm going to live my best life, I'm going to do better right. with my money, then, you know, your your knee jerk, your natural reaction a lot of times is, no, you ain't. Because you've mm-hmm. been, you know, you, you, you're the same broke joker who can't manage money, who couldn't manage money mm-hmm. last year. So I think that does have have a lot to do with it. So the, the One of the things I thought about when I was thinking about um, when I was thinking about doing you know doing this episode, I thought about 
And I'll tell you the story about when I learned to be responsible when I was in radio and, mm-hmm. and how I learned to be responsible on a microphone. Mm-hmm. I was like a lot of people in my 20s, and I was in my 20s during the 90s. So during the 90s, you had all of these shock jocks. Everybody in radio, a lot of people in radio, especially young folks in radio in their 20s and 30s, we wanted to be, a lot of us wanted to be, whether it was white, black, or whoever. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I wanted that to be my path. And I was on the overnight shift. And I remember I I was mean. I was so mean on the overnight shift. People would call in. (laughs) And they would say, oh, you know, can can I hear Luther? And I would say, yeah, sure. And then I just, I deliberately would not play Luther. Um, There would be people who would call in and they would get mad at me. And I would make sure I recorded them and I put them on the air. And I would I would play this point this part back with me giving people a piece of my mind for shame. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and and I really mm. am ashamed honestly <laughs> because what made it what really made me understand that I was being a jerk mm-hmm. was the world famous or not what the person was the world famous A.D. Barry. Mm. Um, A.D. you know in New Orleans of FM ninety eight and Q ninety three fame. Um, and I'll never forget. And, and, and AD had to be the last person who I expected to give me this kind of advice. Because mm. uh, this is a man who's known for having the Berry Girls, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So he's 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 a character. And AD relieved me. Or no, he he didn't relieve me. He uh, he heard me one night, and when he saw me, he was he goes, "Say, bro, yeah, I heard you hang up on that chick, bro, yeah." Man, you know, overnight, bro, you can't be doing that to people. I'm like, why not? Why not? I'm trying to I'm trying to wake people. I'm trying to keep it lively, and I'm bored myself. Well, bro, you don't know who might be a shut-in. Mm-hmm. You don't know who might be ill. And, and, and the only thing they got is this radio station mm-hmm. and your voice. That's the only thing they got. You don't know who's depressed. And I was just going, oh, man. And I felt so bad, but... The thing that I thought about was I was actually trained to be on the air and I even then with my being a little fake shock jock, I I knew how much power I had with that microphone. Mm -hmm. I knew it. Mm -hmm. Social media is terrestrial radio times a thousand. Right. Yeah. And. People, nobody's trained to go on social media. Everybody can just go on social media and write and say and do whatever they want. And they really have, and people honestly have absolutely no idea how much power they have mm-hmm. with social media, with the phone in their hand, sitting at their laptop, laptop. They really don't get it. So with, with people knocking down the new year, new me thing, I'm, I'm actually revisiting that conversation that AD mm-hmm. had with me. And I'm going... You know, the person who is, who's doing the New Year, New Me hashtag, they could be in really bad shape emotionally. Right. And social media is the only ear that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing, that's the only place they feel they can express themselves. And even though they don't know who might be listening or reading what mm-hmm. they're doing, they, they need to get it out. They need mm-hmm. to get it out of this system that... I'm going to beat this depression this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat suicidal thoughts this year. And I'm not trying to over-dramatize it, but you just never know. And know. and that was the big lesson I learned. I did not know who I was hurting with my words mm-hmm. on those overnight shifts. I didn't know who I was hurting by making them the brunt of my jokes. I had absolutely no idea. And 
you know, th- this is magnetized. Th- mm-hmm. This is definitely, um, this is definitely magnetized. So I think about those types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, when and and Daryl was one of the only people who's who I saw posting on social media who said, "Could y'all just give people a break?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to your point of you know people that being one of the few outlets or or a space where people feel like they can um, beat challenges that they've been facing. Uh-huh. You know, we see so much negativity and so much, you know, to and also to the point of the power of words. Uh-huh. Um, we see so much just viciousness on social media. Yeah. To see people, and it's, it's interesting to me to see when people actually say something positive or when, yeah, when no, people it's, say something uplifting. It's a big deal now, isn't it? All of a sudden it's like, well, it's, it's a big deal because it's, it's just uncommon. But all of a sudden, they become like a target. Like uh-huh. uh, many times, you know, people people are they're so aggressively kind of looking to tear somebody down. They're looking for a fight on social media, honestly. So when somebody comes along and it's like, you know what, 2019, I'm gonna be a better person, uh-huh. and then somebody's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. It, it almost feels as if people were they they were looking to mm-hmm. to you know to engage somebody or to tear someone down, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's like the culture of social media. I don't know if that's like a societal thing mm-hmm. that you know again we're kind of acting out on some things that were other things that we're saying, but that's that's interesting to me that rather than celebrate and applaud people now. I, I will say that um, a lot of it does have to do with like the the people who follow you and the people who you follow as well. Because yeah. I, yeah. I have seen some people who you know they posted New Year New Me and you know their girlfriend circle or their their homeboys. Yeah. You know they're always like, "Go ahead, man, do your thing. Let's get it, bro. Let, right, let's get it. We're in this together. <laughs> let's get this money." <laughs> So I, I have seen that. So, you know, I guess it may also be the company you keep, you know, mm-hmm. the people who who are in your circle. Um, but it's it's really kind of interesting to me um, that people are sometimes kind of lurking and waiting to tear people down on social media. Well, I mean, OK, so do you think the same? OK, so so you remember you remember. I don't know if your parents ever told. I mean, my parents never told me this, but I, all a lot of my friends would tell me that their parents would tell them things like this. But your parents ever tell you, um, "Show me your friends, and I'll show you who you really are." Or, or they, ever, they would say stuff like they would say you're judged by the company you keep. You do you keep. think? Do you, do you think it works that way on social media? I'm starting to think that. <laughs> I'm, starting, think so? I'm starting to believe that. Um, or do you? Okay. Well, or do? Or do you think maybe? Well, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say say what you're saying because I there's a, I do have a second part to that. But what were you yeah. about to say? I'm I'm starting to believe that, and it's um, a lot of it has to do with what what comes up on my you know on, on different feeds that I'm yeah. on, yeah. and I'm because you know I'm always analyzing society, and that's just how my brain works. Okay, just so for the uninitiated, <laughs> Halima Lee Francis PhD here. <laughs> She does have a master's degree in educational sociology. Yes. So 
her brain is constantly working <laughs> in terms of yeah. social pe- behavior, social and, behavior, yeah. and that sort of thing. By the way, this is the Four Hour Edification Podcast, um, and I'm Eddie, and that's Alima, PhD. But you know the other part of this is the the, and the thing I was gonna I was gonna say and you actually started to say this mm-hmm. because I was thinking that maybe what it is is that maybe not so much maybe it's not so much about the friends list but it's about the people with whom you communicate on a consistent basis like if mm-hmm. you if you watch who people constantly communicate with on Facebook for instance mm-hmm. which is which is really where people seem to have the the healthiest exchanges when I, by healthy i mean co- constant robust and, yeah. yeah robust yeah robust mm-hmm. exchanges i, I I'm, I'm not so sure that it's okay let's look at eddie's friends list but it's okay let's look at who eddie responds to mm. or let's look at who responds to eddie and how they respond to eddie i mean that that's where i think that same principle of you know show me your friends and that sort of thing that's where i think that same principle might apply what do you think doctor <laughs> Well, I think it, you the the point that you're making makes me think about um, platform. So it, I think it depends on platform. Okay. Um, because you know on Facebook, and this is this is based on personal experience. I am not a Facebook expert by any you know stretch of the imagination. <laughs> But all of these things, all these platforms, they are based on, you know, algorithms and yeah. and they, you know, they monitor conversations, keywords, all these different things. So there's all these technical elements that go into what shows up on our feeds, what shows up on our lists and that kind of thing. Um, I am constantly curating um the list, the the people who I follow in spaces like Instagram, because I, I noticed that there is, it seems to be the same voices and the same conversations, the same thoughts and ideas echoed pretty much in every post that I see. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people that I need to see diversity and perspective. So, and I, I tend not to really trust it when I only see one perspective reflected in a, in a space. Mm-hmm. So... The things that dominate my um, social media spaces, I tend to see a lot of things on historically black colleges and universities, Mm -hmm. and all of those things are favorable to HBCUs. I love HBCUs, and I'm in favor of HBCUs, but I also want to know what people who are not in favor of HBCUs are saying. So, you know, I would appreciate some diversity in my feed. Um, I tend to... Um, at one point in time, I was like on a mad hunt to follow every black-owned makeup business. <laughs> so now, you know, I, I started to see like all these hair, like hair extensions and things. And anybody who knows me knows that like hair extensions and wigs and wigs, that's not my thing. <laughs> but they show up on my mm-hmm. on my feed, and <clears throat> and by virtue of those products and. Um, thoughts showing up on my feed the people who represent them also show up on my feed Mm -hmm. so those people who represent them good bad and different bad attitude good attitude i'm exposed to what they're saying and then you know when i start to dig a little bit more deeply it's like oh this sister you know she makes some bomb lipstick but goodness (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, her her mouth isn't exactly reflective of what I like. You know, of what I like to say. Do you put lipstick on that mouth? <laughs> right. It's like those the words that come out that mouth. <laughs> Kiss your baby with that mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's it's. I do think that um, from that perspective, you know, we we are bombarded with the ideas of the people who we follow and the people who we interact with on social media and and their ideas coming from that person like from one individual may be fine Mm -hmm. but when you magnify it or when you blow it up to 10 times or when you when you push it to an extreme so Mm -hmm. for, for example one person may be saying um you know, be careful of, of what your diet and exercise is. Right. But when you magnify that message 10, 20, you know, 50 times, it becomes, oh, you have to be obsessive about your, your diet <laughs> and exercise. So it, it very quickly, is, yeah. the pendulum swings in another direction. Yeah. So I do think that the people we follow, the people who we interact with, um, the, the the powers that be, you know, in, in the mystical Facebook or social media universe, mm-hmm. um, I think they, they that can be taken um, to promote certain things to us. And, you know, it, it's, it's a slippery slope. That's why, you know, I, I teach a class that's on um, technology and society. Mm-hmm. And one of the, um, we have a, a lot of discussion actually about the effect of technology on our on our identities mm-hmm. and many of my students will say things like you know i have multiple identities and you know one of those identities is on facebook another one's on instagram another one's on linkedin and then there's me at home mm-hmm. and that says to me that they are very carefully and careful in constructing who they are and a set of ideas and behaviors that align with who they are mm-hmm. on these certain outlets. So um, when you're dealing with constructed identities, when you're dealing with um, extremes, when you're dealing mm-hmm. with all those things, you, it, it becomes kind of this this recipe for people who don't agree with what you're saying and Mm. what you're doing to attack what you're saying and what you're doing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something healthy, like, so even if it's your new, your innocent new year's resolution. One of the thoughts I've seen a lot on social media are critical of people who show the best of themselves. Like you have the student who said Mm -hmm. he has multiple identities on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. And and your your thing, your response to that, if I heard it right, is okay, you're curating Mm -hmm. you know, you're curating your image. Right. There are some people who are who are of the opinion that that's fake. You know, that they're they're saying, well, if you're really who you are, why do you have to curate your image, you know? Oh, you know, and, and and this is one that kills me. Your life isn't that perfect. Your life isn't that good. Why are you showing us this positive stuff? Every day? I'm like, do you really want to see me first thing in the morning when I'm grumpy about something? Yeah, well, I I think it's two sides to that. And if so, why? What does that do for you? Right, right. Well, again, so there there's the 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 thought that um, I, I did. I've been seeing a lot of um, posts that say. 
don't judge your life by the ideal that people present on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that reflects, and it, it again, social social observations are really interesting. Um, I've always loved people watching <laughs> in different forms. No. But it, it shows... Tell us. <laughs> to me, it, it's, it's funny because it shows how much we take what we see as reality. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at um, social media, when you look at television, when you look at um, just different things, we, we take a lot of this stuff as reality. And... Mm -hmm. You know, at the point you were making about the power that you have with the microphone, the power that people have in whatever their identity is, um, is you have you have power to affect how people see not only you, but themselves. Right. Right. And it's so I, I do think that of I think that if you use a platform it's your responsibility to just to show the best that you can mm -hmm. that uplifts other people and uplifts, you know, who you are. Like, it, I, I just feel that we have enough spouting. We have enough negativity. We have enough um, hurtful things that are out there and we are seriously lacking Mm -hmm. um, there, there's a huge deficit of positivity and light and love and joy and all, and not to say that it doesn't exist, but if you look at what's represented, mm -hmm. so look at the images that are represented, what sells, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when, when yeah. you look at television, when you look at <clears throat> what gets the most clicks on certain things, what, what's selling? And it's always, it's always negativity. Usually mm -hmm. it's negativity. It's, it's really hard, um, to, to quote unquote, sell a story that, promotes the goodness and the best in people and mm -hmm. people are like so hungry for positivity right now mm -hmm. that there's actually a growing market <laughs> of people who are just putting out positive thoughts yeah like motivating positive happy thoughts yeah and, and i remember years ago years ago when i was with uh making account programs there was a guy uh, named rick coy and rick did a great presentation about um, about about how 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 much of a great investment it is to be positive, mm. and how much of a great investment it is um, to help to help the students because we we spoke to high school students and mm -hmm. he was talking about what a great investment it was to help them become positive and why sometimes it might have been difficult mm -hmm. for us to be positive as speakers and one of the things he mentioned was and I'll never forget this and I thank Rick so much for this presentation he said. It literally takes more energy to be positive than negative. Hmm. Um, and he pointed out that whenever he pointed out how the easiest emotions are fear, anger, um, sadness, you know, those emotional reactions take absolutely zero effort. They're knee, they're knee jerk reactions. Really? And it just it doesn't take it doesn't take any. But if you notice Think about when you and I go through yeah. this all the time. Think about we see something on social media that's that we that just is is very negative, mm -hmm. and we have to kind of talk through it to get to this point of, okay, but you know what? I'm not letting it take me down today because mm -hmm. I got work to do. 
Um, we have a great marriage. We're happy. You know, we have a great kid. We, you know, we right. have a, we have great friends. We have great family, and we want to concentrate on them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and think about how much think about how much emotional work it takes to remain positive and to yeah. remain happy about a lot of stuff. And and I, you know, and I and I've never forgotten that. And I took that actually. I took that lesson. Uh, when I started producing a radio show mm-hmm. and I remember I was talking to the host and I said, you know, you really have to decide what kind of show this is going to be, mm-hmm. because if you want people to learn something, just know that it's going to be a boring show. It's going to sound boring. Right. It's going to be boring to you. But you know what? It's going to be worth it because people are going to learn mm-hmm. and, and people won't be burning up the phone lines calling because they're going to be listening mm-hmm. and learning. Yeah. But if you want this to be the exciting show if you wanted to be entertainment news and gossip or if you just want to just rant for an hour or two hours you can do that and people are going to call and they're going to burn up the phone lines and say yeah you're right there ought to be a law and we ought to do something about this and you're right you're right i can't stand those people but by the end of the show they will not have learned one thing yeah and and even like even naming this show, you know, for for our edification, our collective edification, yours and mine, and and people who are listening. Um, I was gonna say for your edification, but you know what? I need edification too. So I would like my edification. Thank you. <laughs> but it's it's. I think it's it also shows that you know we we need to be intentional about being positive i i oftentimes some of my closest friends and and you know you eddie included are always like lima protect your light protect your yes (laughs) well you taught me that yeah and and that's and i gave it back to you thank you (laughs) see see how edification reciprocity But, you know, it is it is something that we have to um, actively be intentional about promoting and protecting like positivity because Uh and and our humanity, too, because we're I think um, when we our appetites for um, for conflict, for violence, Uh for negativity, Uh they're growing and. Um, also our sensitivity to things. So, you know, when you look at how television, for instance, has evolved, uh-huh. um, there were certain things that were not shown or said on TV, um, you know, network TV. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Even, you know, as, as early or as, as far back as I can remember, like the 70s, 80s. You know, oh, yeah. There, there were a lot of things that you couldn't say. There were a lot of things you couldn't do on television back then. And I remember, I remember when things started changing. Mm-hmm. I remember it was the 90s yeah. when they started to let uh, characters use uh, right. some of the seven dirty words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember that. And it was, uh, oh, what was the show? It was... Uh, uh, the the shield you know NYPD blue or it was one of, it was one of those shows mm-hmm. that started to really break that barrier mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and yeah. I, yeah, yeah it was and a we, big deal so our our appetites it, it kind of it trains us in a way to you know to push the envelope in terms of what is acceptable and and what what is um what is what we can what we can digest in terms mm-hmm. of um what we can take in 
and how we process it and, you know, how we consume different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whereas in 1980, you couldn't say one thing. Mm-hmm. 1990, now you can say it. And then, and then 95, you can act it out and say it. And, mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And, and I people joke me all the time, you guys, um, you and Kendria and Aunt Hill. Oh, yeah, friends, two, two friends of ours. Two yeah. friends of ours. They, you guys used to, um, y'all would joke me about the, the TV show on HBO. Um, oh, Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you. All right, first of all, this is for our edification of podcast. Let me tell you when Halima tapped out of Game of Thrones. Okay, so if you're a Game of Thrones oh fan, you're gonna love this story. Oh you are gonna love it. It was horrible. She she. I can't unsee it. She tapped out the episode when Ramsey castrated Theon. Uh, that was when she tapped that out. That hurt. That hurt. And she never watched again. I sure didn't. And the thing is so crazy is I told her, I was like, that's not the word. First of all, they didn't even show the actual castration. But, but she and HBO will show you stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. they will. They will. But I remember when HBO would allude, like, they wouldn't even. They they've always been yeah okay so no so they've always pushed the they've envelope. always pushed the envelope real sex I mean come on yeah but it would they would show like nudity oh yeah yeah and but now they gone from like nudity being a big deal to castration like <laughs> like whoa hold up I didn't I was it wasn't even on camera though it, no and I'm glad it wasn't on camera and I hope they never get to the point where that is on camera yeah I, yeah I hope so too because that hurts but right right but to me Ouch. I was see I, I felt it <laughs> I felt it um just kind of in my being and, and I don't know how to explain it but I felt it like wow it was the notion it was the idea it was of the it. idea of it and the yeah. idea that they could represent that as a form of entertainment like are you kidding me like <laughs> it just, yeah. and that that was and, but it's hard for me to separate entertainment from my reality as a person so mm-hmm. That's just that's how I again how I'm wired. Now some people they don't have a problem separate. They're like, oh well, yeah, I can watch whatever, yeah, and it not affect my psyche in any way possible. I'm but I'm a very sensitive person, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not. I'm good. sensitive, so yeah, yeah. And, and HBO HBO specializes in playing with people's emotions and mental states. They, right. they specialize in that. Right. So for me. It's like, oh my goodness, you showed this castration scene. This is why so-and-so is attacking people on social media. So so I jumped from, and and this is me being transparent, it's like, this represents the breakdown of humanity. So that's how I I interpret it. And so we have conversations about like, new year, new me. I'm like, well, if they hadn't had castration on... On Game of Thrones. For Game of Thrones. <laughs> then, then someone so would have been a little bit kinder to that person who said they want to improve themselves. I guarantee you, they're HBO fans who are like, yeah. So there's been a lot worse stuff on yeah. HBO. But I, I have looked. I, I enjoyed the and show. And there was worse stuff on Game of Thrones than that. I, I enjoyed True Blood. Like that was my show. See, this is this is <laughs> this is the irony of being married to Halima. True Blood. I mean, blood gushing everywhere and. <laughs> People chomping in each other's necks and <laughs> I mean, 
True Blood, and then the dungeon, the the, the dungeon that uh, there was so much debauchery on this. Show. The <laughs> dungeon that Eric had in the club. Oh and yeah, like, I mean, come times. on, good times. You're listening to for our edification. Now, so going back to your point, and you made you actually made a point that that reminds me of something that uh that I that I looked up about how it affects people. And there was a piece that I caught on psychcentral.com by Kelsey Sundstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the piece, she talked about the correlation between social media and depression mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a condition called smiling depression. Mm-hmm. And part of what she wrote was, smiling depression is a term used to describe people who are depressed but do not appear so. In America today, 6.7% of the population over the age of 18 suffers from major depression, mm-hmm. and it is the leading cause of disability in the 15 to 44 age range. And one of the things that she talked about in the piece was a theory by Carl Rogers um, this called uh, that, that basically mentions that people have a basic instinct to improve until we reach our full potential. So it's, it's kind of like the hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We, we have to go through a certain hierarchy of things before we reach our uh, full potential. And the thing is, is that she talked about that there's a, a fight that some people have between the, quote, ideal cyber self and how we really see uh, mm-hmm. ourselves. And, and that link, by the way, is on the write up for the episode. And so, you know, that that and, 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 I, and, I, and I looked up, I, I wanted to see if there was I wanted to see what kind of literature is out there that links social media and depression. And what it takes me back to is that the people who are saying new year, new me, they they are trying to these are people who are trying to pump themselves up. And I mentioned before that maybe these are people social media is the ear for them. That That's where they get to, exp- to really express themselves. But when they th- so when you think about it, going back to the point of positive being positive versus being negative and the kind of energy it takes to be positive. The other part that I really wish people would think about is it probably took a lot for somebody to even write that in the first place that this year is going to be new year, new me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to start the business that I want. I'm going to get my kids into college. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I I'm going to I'm going to get all these toxic people out of my life. Mm -hmm. There there was somebody on on Twitter who said, "Okay, so the word of the day is toxic. You know, I've been looking at all these New Year's Eve posts and everybody's talking about toxic people. And I was and I almost responded to him. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I almost responded to him. Well, if you keep saying it, there's a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason you keep saying it, because toxicity is a big, big, mm-hmm. big, big deal on social media. And, um, and we're going to talk about this in a separate episode. But when I did my social media fast, mm-hmm. one of the things I noticed when I did the fast was when it comes to news, there's a big difference between the way news is presented ordinarily and the way it's presented on social media. Mm-hmm. It's presented in two completely different ways. Mm-hmm. If you notice, the the way news outlets are presenting themselves on social media is high in visualization. Mm-hmm. Very high. Yeah. But for the major networks, especially going up to... Because you remember, I took the social media fast leading, leading up to the uh, midterm elections mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm-hmm. 
And I was, I felt myself just falling into the toxicity of the mm. conversation about the 2018 elections. And I couldn't help but notice that when I got off social media and did my fast and I was actually reading the news instead of watching talking heads, mm-hmm. it was a completely different, different experience. experience. Yeah. There was still stuff I didn't agree with, but it was completely different because, different because I was reading and I was looking at content that was a little bit more well thought out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a news, it wasn't CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whoever. It wasn't them posting the hottest comment from this four-way debate that happened between a panel of conservatives and liberals and they had to get the throat of liberal and the throat of conservative all on the same panel yelling at each other and just yeah. saying whatever just pulling stuff out of their butts mm-hmm. just to make just to make a point and 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 I sat there one day and I said you know what they really do do this stuff for radio I mean I knew that because yeah. I worked in media yeah. but well, I've, wow. I've, with, with companies and, you know, with, with um, organizations that I've worked with, when they are talking about social, when we're talking about social media posts uh, or, or how to promote different things in social media, the number one question is, what's going to get people to click? It? Like, what, yep. what, what is going to get people to click? They are doing it all for clicks. And so... You know, to go back to our appetites, our appetites are wired at this point for, you know, what is what is um, conflict ridden. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, what is if you, you look at and I, I always take like the Beyonce, Jay-Z narrative. <laughs> oh, Lemonade, and, yeah, you know, yeah, versus where yeah. she is now or where their relationship seems to be now. Um and you, there's this, there's a little bit of energy of like disappointment that they've resolved, mm-hmm. and that they, you know, nobody's actively saying. A lot of people aren't actively saying it. But it's it's heavily implied. It's heavily implied though. Like yeah. I've I've seen pictures where Jay Z is like cut out the picture. It's like Jay, Beyonce <laughs> and Blue Ivy. Actually, I saw that picture like this weekend, Miss um, Tina's birthday, mm-hmm. and Jay Z was like halfway cut out the picture. There's there's commentary on like his hair now, and mm-hmm. you know he he wore a, a pink suit or something. I don't know, white suit something. But th- I think that speaks to our appetite for looking for dysfunction in people's relationships. Yeah, like that yeah. sells more. Yeah, you know I, I I don't know what the you know, and I'm sure that the. The Beyonce, Jay Z, Empire—they were gonna sell stuff regardless. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot more noise when Lemonade came out. Oh yeah. Than when you know some of the the on the run or whatever tours they're doing now. Like there mm-hmm. was there was a lot more noise and just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was kind of this this really interesting um, uh, push and and people you know it, it, the. We, I guess maybe we see ourselves or maybe we feel empowered um, 
when we see conflict, you know. It's well, that's like, because it's it's easy for us to be armchair quarterbacks. Right. It's very easy for us to be armchair quarterbacks. It's very easy for us to be armchair psychologists. Yeah. Um, it's very, it, you know, in sports, a player makes a mistake on the field or on the court. It's very easy for everybody to point out what the player well, should have yeah, done. I mean, it's 2020. Like, you, you, well, not <laughs> only that, you, you're on TV. Right. You're, you're looking at a TV. So, of course, you see the entire court. Exactly. Of course, you see the entire field. Of course, you saw how the play developed. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course you saw it. You know that, that player has one vantage point in, right, a, you know, in a two second time period. You know, yeah. And, and so it's it's easy for everybody to be that armchair quarterback. It's very easy for them to be an armchair psychologist. It's very easy for them to say, Girl Beyonce, I told you he wasn't no good. Right. You know, yeah. you, you didn't you didn't hear, you know, his you didn't listen to his music before you got with him. I mean, it, yeah. it's very easy for everybody to do that. And the very same people who are so critical are the very same people making the same kinds of mistakes in their lives, I bet. Right. And and I I, I challenge and I'm challenge I challenge myself as well to to take on um, those things that are difficult for us to do in humanity. So forgiveness is very difficult uh, for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, at some point we have to forgive ourselves and other people. Um, and that that is a trait that we struggle with. Like, you know, being able to see the good in people, That's that's another thing that we struggle with. Um, hope is something mm-hmm. that we have to like the, the the idea of hope. Cynicism has set in so deeply with with just communal cynicism mm-hmm. within our psyches. It's um, hope is a very difficult ideal to achieve. What we what we're seeing now, honestly, is more so revenge than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I really uh, hope that, you know, one day we can kind of get to a point where we see the best in, in ourselves and other people and where we can look at somebody's resolve because that's what a resolution is. It's a mm-hmm. resolve. It's a yeah. promise. It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an intention. And we all know none of us are perfect, but we, we intend to be better. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you know, we can get to a point where we support each other's intentions that are positive as as aggressively and as and as, as enthusiastically as we support our intentions towards negative activities and behaviors. So, um, you know, it's it's really I think that what we've been seeing with the the pushback and the the hateration on New Year, New Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's some dip, some deeper things at play there. Mm-hmm. I really do, and I you know I hope we can unpack them and resolve them um, before 2020. And I wanted to add, there's a quote that you always use from the, a brother who you worked in radio with about love. Oh, <laughs> Papa Smurf. Yes. <laughs> Love is the answer. Who cares what the question is? Exactly. Just a quick closing thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be sure, I know that the, <laughs> I know that there are some people um, who post stuff just for attention. Yeah. And for others, it's literally their business when they are doing a new year, new me thing. It's literally their business. They're life coaches. They're motivational speakers. They're uh, fitness professionals. You name it. 
But also, in defense of the critics, at least some of the critics, I know a lot of people aren't trying to really hurt anybody, and yeah, the First Amendment is real. I get that as well. But even as a casual social media user, you should know that it can be weaponized. Your words can definitely hurt people. Now, I'm not going to try to make everybody sunshine and butterflies, uh, but do know this. Karma is real. Mm -hmm. Don't let social media make you write a check <laughs> that your butt can't cash with karma. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. So thank you very much for listening and downloading this episode of For Our Edification. Uh, make sure you go to eddiefrancis.com. Make sure you check me out on social media. You can connect with me there. And when you get an opportunity, please rate this episode and please share it with your friends and your family or whoever. Thank you very much for downloading this episode of For Our Edification.